Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, my name is Thomas Dinas and this is the Delicious Legacy Podcast. Welcome back for another archaeogastronomical adventure. And this time we'll dive in to the crazy world of uh, food as medicine and medicinal food and the use of uh, food as actual treatment for ailments. And we're going to see specifically one very curious thing. Sometimes... When Sunday came, he took a string of sausages and wore them as a deacon's stall. In his left hand, he held a pot of mustard, and he dipped the sausages in, and ate them from morning on. And he smeared mustard on the mouths of some of those who came to joke with him. Wherefore, a certain rustic, who had leucoma in his two eyes, came to make fun of him. Simeon anointed his eyes with mustard. The man was nearly burned to death, and Simeon said to him, Go wash, you idiot, with vinegar and garlic, and you will be healed immediately. As it seemed a better thing to do, he ran immediately to the doctor instead and was completely blinded. Finally, in a mad rage, he swore in Syriac, By the God of heaven, even if my two eyes should suddenly leap from the sockets, I will do whatever the fool told me. And he washed himself as Simeon told him. Immediately his eyes were healed, and clear as when he was born, so that he honored God. Then the fool came upon him and said to him, Behold, you are healed, idiot. Never again steal your neighbor's goats. This is the writing about Simeon the Holy Fool, a hermit and a monk of Edessa in modern Turkey, and these words are by Leontios, the bishop of Neapolis, which is the modern city of Limassol in Cyprus, on the 7th century of our common era, writing about Simeon the Holy Fool. What this text tells us is very, very enlightening. Obviously, aside of the healing power of faith and the belief that Christ can cure you through the power of saints, this specific text performs another important role, 
we see the salient properties of food as medicine, as healing element, as the medium through which citizens, even of a modest or very poor background, can achieve a healthy and balanced diet and a healthy lifestyle. Which we can say that it was of equal importance then as it is now, if we go by judging the number of medical texts that have been written over the course of the first millennium of our common era. The food as medicine in the ancient and medieval world is a massive subject which I cannot cover in one episode. Plus, I do not have the expertise uh, to go into detail about it, about everything spanning uh, a period of time, perhaps 2,000 years or so. Instead, I wanted to focus on one amusing in one respect and curious in another ingredient. An ingredient that was used to cure ailments or Alternatively, it was used as an ointment and even as a dressing for aching members of one's body. An ingredient which was extremely popular as food and it used to be cured, salted, smoked and turned into sausages and generally considered an all-around food for all social levels and castes and classes from the poorest farmers to the most Luculian and excessive Roman emperors. This is the pork. And... Of course, another curious thing with a pig as a medicine trope is this that this marks a clear distinction between our Christian West, what we call Christian West, and the Jewish and Muslim worlds in the Middle East. As obvious, the pig uh, is considered a dirty animal, unclean, and not fit for to be consumed by humans. So we see a very clear divide um, then formed. But also what is surprising is that we do use phrases that have connotation of how dirty or just how messy the pig is. So you can imagine my surprise uh, reading how differently our ancestors viewed uh, the actual pork meat. Um, Pig and pork meat uh, in uh, the many forms and guises that they come, as ham, bacon, in a stalk, or as pig trotters, all was used in one way or another. And sometimes the medical advice of one doctor contradicted uh, the medical advice of another. Of course, at the same time, we'll see cases that the actual consumption of pork uh, caused um, illnesses and deaths and uh, poisonings and other problems. And that led to measures for stricter food hygiene to take place. Salted meat in Greek was called tarikos. This term was also used for other products preserved in brine, like fish or vegetables. The physicians Galen and Oribasius wrote that meat that came from fattened mature pigs was the best for salting. The physicians above, as well as Amasius of Amida, claimed that one of the most important features of meat was moisture. Because when an animal was old, its flesh became tough and indigestible. On the other hand, large amounts of moisture in tender meat of young pigs were reduced, owing to the drying properties of salt, so the product decreased in volume. According to medical sources, well-selected salted meat was of the same as the fresh one, and in many respects it was even more valuable. And of course, aside from valuable, It was very important 
for health and a balanced diet. For example, it was believed that this sort of tarijos, regardless of the species of the animal, diluted thick and sticky humors. Although Greek and Byzantine physicians warned that salted meat caused production of black bile and could trigger fevers, especially after big physical effort, such as long journeys, it was considered to be a healthy element of a diet. Pork was valued for its dietetic properties. Now, here we'll make a nice big parenthesis because we will need to talk about the humors. What are the humors of the human body? It was, it was a theory that lasted for at least a thousand years in the ancient world. So it was very important in uh, ancient Greece and uh, became very prevalent in medieval Europe. So throughout the Western Europe and Byzantine Empire too. So the theory of maintaining or regaining one's health through a lifestyle of moderation and balance was called dietetics. More than in our days, diet played a role in preventing and curing diseases. And in fact, it was one of the main areas of study at medieval medical schools. Not surprisingly, foodstuffs and dishes were seen in much the same way as simple and compound drugs. And like them, were classified in accordance with the theory of the four humors, by which was meant a theory of the four bodily fluids. To find out the history of this early scientific, let's say, theory, we must go back to the 6th century BC, to Greek philosophers such as Anaximenes, Heraclitus, and Thales. In their attempt to find answers to the question of what the basis was of all life, they came up with various elements, including air, fire, and water. By the 5th century BC, Empedocles postulated that there were four basic elements, fire, water, air and earth, and four basic colors, and his contemporary Zeno spoke of four qualities, hot, cold, wet and dry. It was Hippocrates, the famous Greek physician and his followers, who around 400 BCE added to the four qualities of Zeno the four bodily fluids, blood, phlegm, black bile and yellow bile, and formulated a prototype of what came to be known as the humoral theory. Blood was aligned with the basic qualities, hot and wet, and the season spring. Yellow bile with hot and dry and summer. Black bile with cold and dry and autumn. And phlegm with cold and wet and winter. In time, the four main organs of the body, heart, liver, spleen and brain, and the four stages of life, childhood, adolescence, adulthood, and old age, were added to the system. And fire came to be associated with the quality of hot, water with wet, air with cold, and earth with dry. Aristotle, who claimed that of the basic qualities only the four combinations hot and dry, hot and wet, cold and dry, and cold and wet were possible, was the first to speak of the four temperaments. One of the few remnants of humoral theory that has survived to the 21st century. When we describe today a person's temperament as uh, sanguine, choleric, melancholic or phlegmatic, we are in effect referring to the dominant bodily fluid or humor, blood sanguis, 
Yellow bile, holy. Black bile, melanie holy. And phlegm. The Greek physician who was the most prolific medical writer and who influenced medieval medicine more than any other was Galen of Pergamon, the 2nd century AD. So, in his theories in selecting and harmonizing elements of the humoral theory he found in Plato, Aristotle, Hippocrates and others, he created a system that was capable of describing the world as a whole and all inanimate and animate objects in it. Galen added to the system the four qualities of taste, sweet, bitter, sour slash spicy and salty. And then he aligned with the fluids, blood, yellow bile, black bile and phlegm respectively. When it comes to temperaments, Galen lists a total of nine, four with one prevailing quality, four in which two qualities are balanced and the perfect state in which all qualities are balanced. By Byzantine times, the theory of humors was accepted without questions by doctors and court alike, and even amongst the more common people. Foods had to be judged and balanced for their effects on the bodily humors, month by month, hour by hour, and according to individual constitution. You can imagine how complicated and unique and specific the diet in, um, in Byzantine times in medieval Europe could be, right? If we had to combine all these elements and the individual's constitution to create a perfect diet for each person, you can imagine how much detail was going into it. Let's see some examples of um, some foods, uh, how they were described. So, for example, garlic. Garlic is hot and drying to the middle of fourth degree. It is extremely favorable to those in whom thick, viscous and harsh humors have collected as it moves and cuts them. The unpleasant quality of its juice disappears when boiled in water. Honey. Honey is hot and dry to the second degree, cleansing and made up of fine particles. It has a bitterness, however, which encourages the bowels to evacuate. It becomes more diuretic, is more easily digested and doesn't excite the bowels when it's mixed with plenty of water and left to ferment until it has formed a good head of foam. Onion. Onions are hot and dry to the fourth degree and moist to the third degree. Their substance is dense. They are diuretic, aid the production of semen and increase the appetite. But they also cause headaches and stomach problems. For this reason, some say that they are harmful to the faculty of reason. Theodore Prodromus, a prolific poet of the 12th century, Byzantium, wrote about foods and healthy lifestyle month by month. Among uh, his scraps of advice, we find the following. In March, sweet food and aromatic wine. In April, keep off radish. In May, no sausages. In July, no sex. Much too heating. In August, eat fruit. In September, drink milk. In October, poultry and licks. In November, don't have any baths. In December, take generously of all foods, I say, and reject the melancholy cabbage. <laughs> a very interesting uh, piece of advice here. As we've mentioned a little while ago, pork was valued for its uh, dietetic properties. 
it was regarded to be light and the most nutritious of all kinds of meat. It was also said to be the tastiest, not only due to a balanced amount of juices, but also because it contributed to keeping humoral balance inside the human body. Maybe that is why Gallen claimed uh, that eating pork in their restorative diet should start with fresh pig trotters boiled in barley soup, which was called ptisani, and then ham and other food should be introduced gradually. It was also said that um, cured pork was also good. Eaten with lentil soup called faki, fakoptisani, a liquid meal made of uh, lentils and groats. So this kind of food was uh, believed to be tasty and light. As we're talking about um, pork and pork meat and sausages, why not uh, let me make a suggestion here and try something unique. Go to Malbian Greek website and order some of the amazing Greek meats they have there. They don't have many. It's some preserved meats that um, obviously we eat them in Greece a lot. And you can use your uh, Malbian Greek uh, discount code. So if you go to Malbian Greek forward slash delicious, then you can uh, shop and get a 15% discount on everything you shop and yeah get yourself some organic cretan sausages with cumin and vinegar made uh, to a very old and traditional recipe you can get some siglino which is smoked fillet of pork cooked in olive oil and preserved in it so a very early type of confit and a recipe that's dating back to the to the glory of byzantine empire or you can get uh, yourself some pasturmas by Sari, which is a cured cold cut of beef. So this is, is, this is cured with salt and then a paste of uh, fenugreek, garlic, cumin, paprika and many other secret spices. And then the meat is hung to dry. It has a very distinctive flavor and a spicy aroma. And this uh, is made especially in North Greece. Sari in Malbian Greek is the best one you can find here. And it goes very well with a glass of cold cipro. The unique aniseed drink from uh, Greece. And of course, Malbin Greek has whatever else you desire, from the best cheeses of Greece, olives and olive oil, as well as wines, the best of Greek wines. Whatever you need, Malbin Greek has you covered. You can shop online and have the exquisite goods delivered to your doorstep across the UK, or you can visit the shop at Art17 Apollo Business Park Lucy Way, SE16, 4ET, Bermondsey, London. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Considering all the advantages of cured pork, there's no wonder that ham was also applied as a remedy. It was one of the ingredients of the cure for arthritis, recommended by the physician from Pergamon. In his medical treatise, he wrote about treating this condition with old cheese that was first soaked in stock, zomos, as it's called in Greek, made with cured pig's leg. The cheese was ground on a mortar and put on the painful part of the body. Thanks to this mix, the patient's skin opened without any cutting and every day new pieces of callus were flowing out. When all the cheese was used up, the patient got some fresh one and when it became old, he applied the medicine on his own. He also taught others who had the same problem to make this ointment. This kind of treatment must have been effective in the following centuries because it was well known to Oribasius, Aetius of Amida, Alexander of Tralis and Paul of Aegina. They almost literally quoted the story given by Galen, with one little but important compliment. According to them, should not only be old, but also fat and savory. Moreover, the stock should be cooked with an old fat ham. Additionally, Aesius of Amida prescribed more complex medicine for the same illness, which in addition to the meat stock from an old ham, and a piece of an old goat's cheese. The medicine should contain some gum called ammoniacon, some hyssop, deer bone marrow, wax and beef suet. Almost identical ingredients were mentioned by Oribasius in his book Synopsis Ad Eustathium Filium. But this time in the chapter devoted to tumors, which must mean that a very similar medicine was used in curing different types of ailments. From this passage, we learn that instead of Zomos, made from an old ham, he proposed using its fat. Another modification was adding cow or goat cheese. Moreover, the author claimed that the recipe came from Gallen's medical treatises, so this medical treatment was used in the 2nd century AD. More details about this therapy were given to us by Paul of Aegina. And now, according to him, the sore part of the body should be first rubbed with some firm vinegar, next with uh, the ammoniacon gum for many days. Then a medicine, such an ointment made from perna, should be used. 
in his opinion, a dressing called polymagmaton made from ham that probably was first chewed was used in curing illnesses of joints called ankylosis. Oribasius was uh, a Greek medical writer and the personal physician of the Roman emperor Julian the Apostate. Uh, so we're talking about the 4th century AD here when he was writing this. In the ancient world, ham was a delicacy, served on special occasions. Freshly salted and streaky meat was valued the most. According to the sources, it was eaten raw, smoked, dry or cooked. So all the ways, basically. Accurate instructions on how to make this dish were given in Apicius' uh, cookbook, which we talked about many times in our podcast. Reading the recipes, uh, we can assume that uh, sweet hams were very popular. One of the ways to make the ham sweet, we learned from the book, is that the ham ham was cooked in water with with a large number of figs. The use of those fruit was recommended in many recipes for hams in in, in Apicius' cookbook. And the phrase ut solet, which means as usually, given in one of the recipes, shows that it was a common practice. Perna, or so this cooked ham, could be put into stock flavored with bay leaves. When it was almost soft, the skin was removed, the meat was cut halfway in the middle, and honey was poured inside. Next, it was wrapped in a pastry made of flour and olive oil, and baked in the oven. The dish was served hot. Cooked ham could also be served with a, a diced, chopped sweet bread and boiled grape must, spiced wine, or sweet bread made with grape must, mustachi. Another recipe used uh, petasso, which was probably the pig's shoulder. This recipe is unique because in the instructions, as we've heard before, um, in Apicius' cookbook, we don't generally have quantities. But this one mentions, uh, the author mentions 25 figs and two librae of uh, barley. All this should be cooked with meat. Next, the flesh was boned, the fat was discarded, and putting the ham into the oven and covered with honey. So partly baked petasso was served with a sauce prepared with a wine, raisin wine, which is a sweet wine, and some roux and black pepper. It was also used for soaking mustachi, which in the end was served with a roasted ham. You see here many layers of flavor and many ways of cooking and making a recipe. Extremely rich. Another favorite piece of pork was lardum or laridum, which, like ham, was prepared in winter. According to Andrew Dalby, this product was the equivalent of today's bacon. It's the lower part of the pork side, or a cut of salted pork, which after frying was added to different types of dishes to impart flavor. In Rome, in the Republican period, and later on, lardum was a precious item for the stock of a larder. This delicacy was served on special occasions, for example birthdays. Salted bacon could have been eaten raw or hot. Prepared in a special way, it became famous a dish made from lardum and overboiled broad bean mass called pulse, which was dedicated to the Roman goddess Carna. Moreover, because salted bacon was easy to store, it became one of the basic elements of the Roman army provisions. 
a word haliston was used in Greek for bacon, which suggests that it was salted. Later on, Byzantine Greek language adapted two terms similar to lardum, lardos and larde. The number of references in the the number of references the number of references in the sources implies that it was commonly eaten in the Western Europe. We know that it was especially consumed by the Franks, and we know that by a sixth century doctor called Anthimus, who lived among them, a Byzantine doctor, who was uh, exiled from uh, the court in Constantinople, and he went to live with a with a king of the Franks. Uh, so Anthimus recommended eating bacon that was properly cooked and cooled. In his opinion, this kind of a product was light and prevented constipation. But also he warned against the consumption of pork skin because it was indigestible. He also objected to eating fried bacon because this kind of heat treatment deprived it from the fat and that made the meat dry. In this form, it was harmful to the organism and contributed and contributed to the production of bad juices and caused indigestion. It seems that the author of the recipe from uh, the Apicius book knew the above, knew the knew this uh, above mentioned requirements because he wrote that bacon should be cooked in water, flavored with a big amount of dill, a few drops of olive oil, and a pinch of salt. From other sources, we know that um, bacon could also be stuffed into calf's maw. This is the fourth and final compartment, uh, stomach compartment in ruminants. It secretes rennet and is used to make, and is used for making cheese. Anyway, that was stuffed on the maw, and then the fat that was rendered from the meat was added to the broad beans and other vegetables, and dishes, and any other dishes for the sake of flavor. Probably the scraps of the meat that remained after rendering were added to meals in form of pork rinds. From uh, the De Observazione Ciborum, we find out that lardum was eaten raw. Anthemus was especially interested in this practice, which was very common amongst uh, the Frank people. He observed that people who ate it in this way were healthier than others. Many of these sorts of... Um, different pork dishes and meat dishes were not only considered to be healthy but also they were used uh, as medicine as we've seen sometimes for intestinal diseases and uh, as a way to regulate the work of the internal organs it was believed that uh, compresses prepared from a large slice of bacon put on different kinds of wounds stopped them running and purified them in the opinion of uh, the physician Oribasius lardum helped fighting parasites present in the digestive system. But he did not describe how the treatment should proceed. We think that we can be almost sure that it was the same method as the one described in Byzantine medical sources. So according to Oribasius, Aesius of Amida and Paul of Aegina, Halliston was an effective medicine for parasitic worms. Halliston, which is the bacon as, we, as we've seen, formed in the shape of a finger, was used rectally as a suppository. The meat should stay there as long as it was possible, and when it was taken out, it was replaced with a new portion. Aesius of Amida added that during this therapy, 
The rectum should also be carefully washed and an ointment should be applied. Other medical uses of bacon can be found uh, in uh, De Medicamentis by Marcellus Empiricus, a Gaulish doctor who lived at the turn of the 4th and 5th century. He recommended very old lardum, pounded in a mortar, as medicine for aching ears. Next, a piece of wool soaked in uh, the juice from the mortar was placed into the ear. Such dressing should be changed, as we've seen above, once it ran its course. The same authority wrote that in order to remove objects that got stuck in the patient's body, a ligature made from cooked fat bacon should be prepared. The curing properties of bacon must also have been known in ancient Rome, and some of them are mentioned by Pliny the Elder in his uh, Historia Naturalis. In order to stop spitting blood, a mixture made from three egg yolks, three ounces of old lardum, honey and three cups of old wine was used. A portion of the mass the size of a hazelnut should be taken orally in water. A dressing prepared from cooked bacon which was wrapped around the limb was used for treating fractures. According to the author, bacon was also an efficient antidote for mercury poisoning. <laughs> Incredible, isn't it? The insane amount of um, different uses, medical uses of bacon. So yeah, we've seen from ancient Rome to Greece and the Byzantine times. In the Byzantine period, Paphlagonia in the northeast Asia Minor was a famous place for cured pork meats, and one of which was called Gondi. Similarly, other cured meats mentioned in the late Byzantine period, such as Siglinon and Paspalia, used pork, which was stewed and stored in large jars in the resulting liquid, something like something like a prototype of coffee. The pork was um, preserved in its own liquids and oils and fat. This version of, of meat, paspalas, probably takes its name from paspalizo, to sprinkle, which uh, suggests... Uh, the cure was consistent of uh, some sprinkle of flour and salt. There was also preparations made using uh, the offal of the pig and blood, and these um, these were known as gathia or emalea or ematias, which is something like our modern black puddings, which were very popular with the Byzantines. But there's a conflict here with the Jewish and the Christian prohibitions that uh, they shouldn't be this shouldn't be consumed, but. On the contrary, uh, they were very, very popular, very widely consumed. And apparently this caused a number of cases of uh, food poisoning in the 9th century. And uh, that led the Emperor Leo VII on the late 9th century to ban the consumption of um, of um, blood sausages, blood puddings. So Leo's ban is in fact thought to be the first case worldwide of adopting special protective measures against botulism in sausages. And this is it. This is today's episode. All about the curious use of pork and meat as treatments for all sorts of uh, diseases. The ancient world was fascinating and weird in equal measures. And um, thank you for uh, listening to this um, podcast. Uh, remember to subscribe and get your podcast uh, from Acast, Apple Podcasts, 
Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcast from. And if you want to get the podcast early and that free, become a patron on Patreon. Subscribe for more surprises uh, in the form of uh, articles, writings, recipes, and uh, a new feature, which is going to be videos, ancient recipe videos. I've been Thomas Dinas, and this was the Delicious Legacy Podcast. Have a lovely week. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.